0: Hey everyone, I want to thank you for joining me today as we continue our journey through this strange paradiso. It is Sunday, November 19th. It is the week, the weekend before Thanksgiving and um, I just have a couple of things that I want to share with you. First of all, we're going to get into a little bit of theory. Now, um, the first thing that I want to say is I've heard... Some people, and what they were talking about was that, uh, that statue in Brazil of Jesus. And he has his arms uh, stretched out. I guess it's like a welcome to Brazil or something like that. And um, apparently, when uh, Taylor Swift was arriving there, they had, um, I, I guess, like a projection Somehow of Taylor Swift, so that instead of the Christ statue there, they turned it in to Taylor Swift, as well as writing some things on their welcome to Brazil and certain things like this. So, there are people who are very upset about this and they are saying that this is, um, sacrilegious and things like this, okay? They're very upset. And I understand. I understand how these people feel, but I also want to say that now those of you who are um, biblically knowledgeable realize that one of the things that we are not supposed to do is uh, pay attention or worship anything like this, to graven images. A graven image is a statue. It's a thing, Um, man-made, or it could even be like a rock. I mean, you could uh, start worshiping a rock, and I'm serious when I say worshiping the head of lettuce, okay, because it gets to be in that direction at times. It sounds ridiculous, but um, I've seen a lot of things, so that is pretty much unbelievable. But anyhow, so what they are saying is that uh, this is a mockery. This is a against God, against Jesus. And while I do understand, all right, I also understand that this is a graven image. This is not Jesus. This is a statue that was made by someone. Okay. So first of all, People are taking this a little too seriously, in my opinion, because it is a material item that someone made. All right. But on the other hand, I also understand the symbolism of this. All right. So it is an attempt at a mockery. It is disrespectful and it is placing a person a mortal person in a position that they really do not belong so both of these things in my opinion are correct the way that people are feeling about this and then the symbolism because this was done intentionally Regardless of how we feel about it, how we look at this, how we believe it was done intentionally, whoever is at the very core of this knows exactly what they are doing. So how many people, okay, what is the percentage of the population that's upset with this? Is it a very small percentage? I would say yes. I would say even people who disagree with this, aren't upset. And maybe that's also because they kind of like have the same belief that I do. Well, I understand what's happening here. I have to also take a step back and realize that it is a graven image. It doesn't make things okay. It doesn't make things right for whoever is at the very core of this because I do understand what this is about also, okay? So before we get too wrapped up, we have to look at these things critically. And of course, of course, this is all done for, I mean, it's not good, okay, why this is being done. Also, it seems to me that by doing certain things like this, there can be a measurement taken of how many people are upset so that the percentage is known. The percentage of people who are speaking out about this. Okay, I know it's wrong. I know what, that this shouldn't have been done, but I have to take other things into consideration. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying I agree with it because I don't. But we have to have the ability to look at the entire thing, not just one side. We have to look at it in its entirety. So I just wanted to start off with that. Okay. Now, moving further, I don't know what this is. I only know what it looks like when I say that apparently there was someone, a girl who died. I now, I don't know if it was during the concert. Now this is in Brazil. This is the, I'm going to say the Swifty concert. Okay. I don't know if it was during it or before when people are standing in line to get in or what it was, but it had a connection to the concert somehow. And it said that it was very hot there. People were not allowed to take in their own water for some reason, all right? And that this person ended up passing out. I guess she was 23 years old and um, subsequently died. I guess heat exhaustion, something happened, okay, in connection with this concert. So I started looking at this, and I don't look at every, underneath every rock, around every corner to say that all of these things are being done on purpose because there's an agenda, and so on. I'm just saying that sometimes it seems that way, all right? So I look into this, and I'm thinking, How come this hasn't been reported on the mainstream news? I haven't heard anything about this on the mainstream news, but we all know that I don't watch TV. I really just may put the TV on in the morning to see the local weather or to see if there are any car chases happening in my area. And that's about it. But I haven't heard anything about this. And you would think that because of all of the fame that this person seems to have and all the attention, that it would be like all over the place, all right? Maybe you guys have heard about it on the local news, but I have not, I haven't heard about it really anywhere. I actually saw it on a um, alternative news site online, okay? So I started looking at this, okay, well, things like that happen. Although any time it does, it just kind of like raises my, my antennas, you know, a little bit like, "Mm, okay. So, um, I started looking and the next thing that I saw was this was not actually the first time during this tour. Now this tour is named Eras. Okay. And, um, there was something else that happened. I want to say it was in April. I'm not hundred percent sure, but apparently, there was a, um, a male and female. They were leaving the concert. I believe it happened somewhere in the United States. And uh, they had car trouble. He gets out of the car to give it a push. He ends up getting hit by another car and is killed. So, I mean, that is quite a bit. Now we have two, all right? In connection with this concert, hmm, now it's seeming to be a little more suspicious. Okay, and then as well as um, people who are saying that they don't remember a lot of this concert, they were they probably don't remember because they were just so overwhelmed with joy and there was so much going on, and all they know is that it was awesome and so on. But to remember the whole thing, no, they can't. Well. In my own studies and what I have seen from people, when certain things are blocked out of memory, that happens many times with people who have been in major car crashes, who have been in major accidents. As a defense mechanism, their minds will kind of like block out certain things to protect the person from like uh, reliving this trauma in every detail. I can't remember anyone who had the time of their life and they don't remember it. I mean, that sounds a little sus to me. I'm just saying, you know, this is my own view of these things. So, I mean, I remember every bit of like uh, when I went to go see the cure. Okay, that was a long time ago. I remember every bit of it. I remember every bit of like some of the best times I've ever had. So um, just like people who can say certain um, lines of their favorite movies, people who can say every line of their favorite movie. I knew this guy a long time ago who knew every line of Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, because these are things that they really, really enjoyed and really, really liked. So that just struck me as a little odd. But that is what... These um, psychoanalytic analyst people are saying, Oh, they forget it because uh, they just were overwhelmed with joy and with the moment. Okay, I just, I'm sorry guys, but I think that's just a bunch of doublespeak, uh, psycho babble, and hoo ha. I just personally believe there's something going on here. Now, afterwards, okay, after I came to my own conclusion about certain things. I was reading about how some of these um, performances are actually like um, rituals. Now there are colors, there are cadences, there are movements and words and symbolisms that are flashing and popping up everywhere to create a certain type of ritual. I don't know what the ritual is, But what I'm saying is that it's looking to me like this is actually true. The statement is actually true. But once again, I can't say this and make a decision for everyone. I can only say this when it's uh, my own personal opinion of what I am seeing with this whole thing, not to mention When you look at someone, okay, and okay, she making a ton of money, good, good honor, good for her, you know, make it while you can, because most females don't have the longevity that the males do in these type of businesses, you know, when it's in the entertainment field and stuff like that, except for Madonna, okay. But anyhow, the majority of females don't have the longevity, So it's like, I understand making the money while you can. The other thing about it is that, okay, first of all, I am not a fan of pop music. So um, my opinion may be a little biased. But I'm also not a fan of uh, blues, okay? I don't like blues. But I will say, if someone can play, if someone can strum, I will admit it. Well, I don't like that kind of music, but this person can really play. Or, um, for example, Whitney Houston, I didn't like Whitney Houston's type of music, but I will say she could sing. Okay. Well, I cannot say that about this individual person. Maybe she has other things she could do. Maybe she can play the guitar really well, but, Once again, guys, this is my opinion. If there are any of you out there who are fans, I get it, okay? I'm not trying to um, bust anyone out. All I'm trying to say is, in my own opinion, this is a person of mediocre talent, and so I do not understand how popular and just this huge following And this, it's like a movement. I do not understand it. So, there is something going on here. There is uh, perhaps it's an outside force. Perhaps it is done by um, some sort of ritual, okay, that is causing this and is causing this movement, this huge emotional thing, because that is what it's also turned into. It's just a huge energy, emotional thing that is out there, that is creating this, uh, this storm. All right. And, um, we know, I mean, those of us where I have to look at this through theory now, okay? We're being the- theoretical here. We know that um certain things have to happen. There are sacrifices that have to be made. And um, when you look at the name of this tour, E-R-A-S, well, look at what E-R-O-S means, okay? A difference of one letter but when you pronounce it is it close to the same all right i'm just saying i noticed that a long time ago i may have brought it up in the past but when i saw that i was thinking okay why would anyone name a tour or anything that to me it's like eros it was just um, i i'm just speaking for myself guys okay you know how my mind works how i think about things and I just can't take what's on the very top. I have to go in deeper and really try to get to the core, to the very meat, actually to the bone of what is really going on here. This is bigger than most of the things that I've ever seen in my life. And I just am not understanding why. So there has to be an outside influence. I'm just speaking for myself. I'm just kind of like putting my opinion out there, okay? Maybe some of you totally disagree. Maybe some of you agree or kind of like... uh, don't agree a hundred percent, but you also feel that there is something else happening here okay no matter how we feel about it, no matter how we see it or even if some are fans, okay we should be able to talk about this. People should be able to I mean come forward. I don't know a whole lot about this person's music, but what I hear, all the time when I'm listening or playing music at my work because I don't like silence and I have to be able to play something that is like agreeable for everyone. So it's on this light rock channel, okay? And I'm telling you, the majority of music that comes out of that channel is her music. I might hear her and um, a little bit of The weekend and Post Malone, things like that, but the majority is her. And um, I think the next one would probably be Miley Cyrus, who are played the most on this channel. It's on Pandora, okay? So I just, once again, I'm just putting my own opinion out there. And um, I would like to hear some feedback because people who maybe are more aware of some of her other music okay maybe she is really really talented her talent to me seems to be getting people into her concerts and getting people to go see her movie and getting people to follow her so i mean some people are just money makers maybe that's all it is i'm just saying how it looks when you start digging around a little bit okay so let's move on from that little bit of theory. All right. So this is a pretty creepy story in my own opinion. So anyways, we have talked many times about uh, the night hack. Okay. And about um, how they try to call it sleep paralysis and say it's your body's way of protecting itself during when you're sleeping so that you don't flail and thrash about and hurt yourself and This and that. Well, in my own uh, opinion, because I have had this experience, okay, uh, quite a few times. And I was thinking, okay, well, I understand, I guess, if they want to try to say it's like some kind of thing, like to protect your body from harming itself at night when you're sleeping, maybe having an intense dream. Okay, let's just say that that's true, which I don't believe, but let's just say it's true, okay? So, why then, when you are having this encounter, why are you unable to speak? Now, how is crying out or speaking going to harm you when you're asleep? See, that's one of the things like, okay for the sake okay i'm just going to humor them all right oh i believe that right so your body has this protective little switch that it turns on when you're in REM sleep and so you're paralyzed during your dream state and um but why can't you speak to me if you're unable to speak well that takes it a little beyond the whole mechanism of the body protecting itself and also so if you're sleeping and you're in this uh, paralyzed state because your body's protecting itself and your house is on fire you're just not going to be able to move how is that protective so i i don't believe that and uh, we all know this that i don't believe that narrative but This person says that they have had a few encounters, okay, with this entity, with this thing that we call the night hat. So, she was sleeping one night. She said she was not all the way on her side, but she was not all the way on her tummy. So, you know, like you're on that side, kind of on your tummy at the same time. And all of a sudden, she said she felt something slowly pressing down on her body, pressing her down into the bed. The other funny thing about this, guys, in my opinion, is that when you get this sensation of being pushed down into your bed, it's not just like your legs are being pushed down or your shoulders. It's your whole entire body. Like if someone has placed a door on top of your entire body, And it's all being pressed down all at the same time. You're not only being paralyzed, you're being pressed down. All right. And I know this for a fact because of my many experiences. So because she's had these experiences before, she realized what was happening. And by this time, she's not asleep. She could not open her eyes even. I guess that's another protection that your body does when you're sleeping. You can't also cannot open your eyes, but her mind was awake and she realized what was happening. So she says, with every bit of strength that she had, somehow she was able to like reach down get this strength, probably adrenaline because she knew what it was. She had had this experience before and now she was like, I've had it. So she was actually able to reach out with her like left hand, reach back because she's not all the way on her tummy. She was kind of like on her side also. So with her left hand, she reaches back quickly and grabs what is, what it feels like to her is a handful of hair and yanks it towards her because whoever or whatever this is, she is like done with this. She's over it. She wants to get rid of this or whatever's happening once and for all. So with the intention of just looking and seeing what this thing is, She tries to pull it towards her. So she grabs it, she feels the hair, she pulls it towards her. And what happens is the head of whatever it is comes off. So when she pulls it around to when she can see it, she is grabbed this head by the hair. When she looks at it, the eyes of this head open up. So, she faints when this happens. She passes out. And she doesn't go into detail about what this thing actually looked like. So, all she knows is that she passes out. And once she comes to, she said it was like it was morning because the sun was coming out now. So she had been passed out or maybe went back to sleep for at least a couple of hours. And then she remembers what had happened. And she's thinking, could this have all been a dream? Until she looks at her hand and she has strands of hair in her hand. So she gets up and she goes into her her vanity area of her bathroom and turns on the light. She said this hair was not like any other kind of hair that is human. She said it almost looked like fine pieces of like some type of rope, but very fine. And it was like a straw color, like a light beige color. So, she throws it in her trash. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She's just like, ugh. And she kind of like moves her hand around to throw it in the trash, and to get rid of it once and for all. Then she goes and tries to get on with her day. And all the while, she's thinking, whatever that was, it's it's a like organic it's something that's actually there it's it has substance so without having any type of proof she can't really tell anyone her story they would have said she was just dreaming even though she woke up with the hair in her hand so she got an envelope she went back into her bathroom to go gather that hair and put it in an envelope and you probably guessed by now the hair was gone every bit of it gone She says, I can't prove it because I have no evidence. But I'm telling you, I woke up and I had that in my hand. Even if I went to sleep afterwards, she said, I passed out. I'm telling you, to me, it felt like I fainted and the hair was gone. So whatever it was that she encountered, in her room, actually had substance. This thing actually was there. That is creepy, in my opinion. And wherever she got this strength to reach and grab that thing, I mean, okay, that's really something, okay? To me, that is just really, really something creepy story all right and um i have never been in a position to be able to do something like that i don't even know i i wasn't even like able to make a sound i remember trying to and the only thing that would come out was like eh. that's what it sounded like i maybe i didn't make a sound at all but it just sounded like a little croaking noise eh. so um yeah, that is what happened to her. That is what uh, she reported. Now, um, this other one is this um, This guy. He is a, um, I don't know what you call them, cyclist. You know, he belongs to like one of these groups and they go and they cycle in their big group and all of this stuff. And he said that he's been doing this for many, many years. And uh, he still does it, by the way. He does not live in California. He lives in another state. And this happened to him maybe about five years ago. So he said it was in the morning and he got on his bicycle and he was getting ready to go and meet his group and they were going to go take this big long ride all together and so on that they do sometimes on the weekends. So he says he's riding his bike and he says, uh, I don't remember falling. I don't remember falling off my bike. And this is when he was riding to go and meet up with his group. So it was in the morning He said that um, part of the road that he was riding on was a two-lane road, and on either side of the road was nothing but like some empty lot land and trees and brush. It was, there were no houses, no buildings built on there. For a short part of the ride, he said, maybe about for like a mile and a half. So that is where he had no recollection. He's riding down that road, he says, I don't remember falling. I don't remember anything else. And then the next thing he knew, he was at his house. And he was like, wait a minute. How in the heck did I get here? Was I dreaming? But he wasn't asleep. He was at his house. It's like he was sitting down and on the chair watching TV. And his wife was right there. And she was talking to him when he just kind of like came to and found himself back at home. So he gets up and he goes and looks outside and he sees his bicycle where he always kept it. And he didn't want to say anything because he was, number one, he was very scared, he was very upset and started thinking, am I losing my mind? I He said, I could understand if I would have like, came to in bed, I would have just figured it was a dream. But he didn't understand what happened. So that evening, when he goes in to take a shower and get ready to go to bed and stuff, he said he noticed that there's a mark on his thigh. And what this mark was, was a round circle. He said it looked like a small suction cup mark. And he walked out and he told his wife, what does that look like to you? And she said, oh well, don't worry, that's not ringworm. She's like, I don't know what it is. She thought he he was thinking he had ringworm. And he had no idea what that is, or how it got there. He never had it before. That thing appeared after his very strange and unsettling experience. He went to the doctor because he was very worried. Like, what just happened to me? The doctor doesn't know what it is. He says it looks like some kind of scar. And he didn't want to say anything further. He didn't want to say well, this just appeared when I found myself back at home when I thought I was on a bike ride. He didn't want to say anything. But that never happened to him again. He never had a any type of missing time again. But the mark on his leg is still there. Now, this is like about five years ago. And this thing hasn't faded, it hasn't gone away. It's still the same as it was when he discovered it. So, I mean, the question is, what really happened? Now, did he really get up and go on this bike ride? Somehow, ending up back at his house, did he maybe travel into a different dimension somehow and then pop back out? Or was this some type of abduction scenario? These are, and there are probably a few other questions that some of you may ask. But if it wasn't for that mark on his leg, I would say that somehow he probably entered into a different dimension, okay? And then just pop back into this one. But uh, that mark on his leg, to me, seems like maybe this is an abduction that took place. Somehow, also, time had to have been altered. So, um that's another strange one. It's it's not creepy to me, but it is very strange. And I do understand his reluctance to speak about it to anyone because um, he was probably waiting for another incident maybe to happen that would signal that, yeah, there is probably something mental going on, but no, nothing else has ever happened. So, Maybe um, at some point that scar or whatever it is will go away. Maybe it won't. Now, this is something that happened to me many years ago. Um, I woke up one day, and I have shared this story, but I shared this a while back, okay? I woke up one day, and this wasn't my first time, okay? So let me go back. When I was about 10 years old, I had this um, thing on my eyelid. It was on my right eyelid. It was like someone had injected a small little item into my upper eyelid. So I could like feel it. I could see it a little bit. It was like an itty bitty tiny little rock or something like maybe a little bit bigger than a grain of sand, but I could see it a little bit. I could pick up my eyelid and kind of like feel it in my fingers. And I would lift my eyelid and put a little flashlight. And whatever this thing was, it was um, not solid because the light would shine right through it. So anyhow, one day it was gone. Whatever this thing was, it just went away. So, so many years later, This is probably in um, 2000, and this is a while ago, guys. Probably in, I'm going to say, 2002 or three. I got up in the morning, and my left eye was a little bit puffy, the upper eyelid, okay? So that happens sometimes. Maybe if I eat something with a little too much salt, what have you. Um, But it was only my left. It wasn't my right. Usually, if you eat too much salt, it's going to be both of them. But anyhow... I really didn't pay too much attention to it. As the day went on, my eye got puffier and puffier. But then it started to, the swelling started to go down. By the time that I was coming home from work, the swelling was almost gone, so I didn't think about it, okay? But once the swelling went down, there was a little bump, On my left top eyelid. And at the time I was thinking. You know that's kind of weird. Because I had a little bump on my right eyelid. That was really really tiny. Back a long time ago. And now I have one in my left eyelid. But this one was a little longer. It was like the size and the shape. Of a small fuse. Like a very small fuse. Okay. So I could see it. It was more pronounced than that other one had been a long time ago. So I would pick it up, like I could pick up my top eyelid and I could feel this thing in my eyelid. So I just, you know, it was like I figured if it gets bigger or something, I guess I'll go and get it checked out. But I did that same thing. I got that little flashlight, I shined it through my eyelid, and this thing also was not solid mass because the light shined right through it. So I figured, you know, it's maybe these things are just fluid. I I don't know. Maybe it's a little cyst, but it was very, very strange. Okay. So I had this thing in my eyelid for probably about a year. And then slowly one day it just kind of like started to go away. Like as if, it was a itty-bitty little balloon, and it just started leaking, and then it went away. Now, what are these things? I don't know, but um, it is very strange. I don't recall any other experiences, though. Like, I don't have missing time or anything like that, but um, these things are rather strange and they can be unnerving. I have never had another one like in my leg or my arm or anything like that, like many people will report. and um, But they'll also report missing time many times. They'll report um, having some sort of really vivid dreams and then they'll wake up and they'll have this thing like an implant, okay? So I'm not saying that's what I had, but what I am saying is that it is very strange how these things just seem to appear and then slowly just kind of like went away, even though both of them were there for quite a while, quite a while. Very mysterious. I mean, we'll never run out of things that we cannot explain, there is just so much happening out there that uh, we've got things to talk about for as long as, as we can, years and years. So um, anyways, that's pretty much all I've got for today, all right? And um, once again, guys, the things that I say, especially when we're talking about theory, these are my own opinions. And once again, I'm not trying to like take anything away from anyone. I'm just sharing how I see certain things. Just like I'm going to tell you, there are some bands that I like. There are some musicians I like and what have you. And I know they can't sing. I, I can hear it. I know that there are people who can and who can't. I recognize it. And even if it's not my type of music, if someone can sing, I'm going to say, yeah, in my opinion, this person can really sing. One of them, okay, was uh, Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera um, was a, okay, she's a pop singer. And you know, once again, I don't like pop, but she can really sing, all right? And I've heard her sing a couple of times. She can just like Lady Gaga. I'm not a fan of hers either. But when she wants to, she can really sing. My opinion, okay? You may disagree with me. And that's okay. Because as we take our walks, we're together here. We're a group. We have a right to our own opinion, our own feelings, our own beliefs. And we should be able to discuss them freely. Freely. You can discuss anything you want with me freely. I'm going to tell you. And I've always been that way. Whatever you have to say, I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear you. We should be able to have a conversation. If you want to um, share your feelings, share your views, critique me, anything that you would like to say, because I am not thin-skinned. You can say anything you want. Remember, you guys, I used to say to people, you can say anything you want to me. Just don't lean on my Camaro. You know, I'm still the same. I don't have a Camaro anymore, but you can say anything you want to me. And you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. And I love to hear from you guys. All right. Let me know what you think. Let me know how, how you feel. So until we walk and talk again, I wish all of you a great Sunday. I'm going to try to be back on Wednesday, okay, Um, right before Thanksgiving and share some more stuff with you guys. Once again, I want to thank all of you so much. You guys are awesome. I love taking these walks and with all of you joining me, it's um, something that I look forward to. So we'll be walking and talking again soon. Tchau!